Good evening, Bob Ulrich. It is time for the podcast that we do today, which is called I'm Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and your name is Bob. Again, yes. Aha. Uh-huh. It is. That one was longer than the last one. It was? Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. Uh, how's your level? I can't really hear you. Uh, I don't know. I'm, well, I feel like I, I'm I see sort you. of right in front of the no, microphone. Totally Maybe I'm are. too high. Too high. Dude. <laughs> too high in my chair. It's because of the fucking jam band that's playing across the street, <laughs> yeah, bro. dude. Lettuce or diarrhea planet <laughs> or whatever the fuck this thing is. is. A real band. <laughs> it really is. They're not a hippie band though. Are you sure? Pretty sure they're okay. like a punk band. Oh, okay. That's that makes a hell of a lot more sense. Mm, it does. Apparently, they're good. What about pigeons playing ping pong? That right? is a jam band. <laughs> Okay. I worked one of their shows. I, I worked just, a twiddle show, which is I think what's played tonight. How can you how can you be a band called Diarrhea Planet and not play with uh Murder Faces band Piss Planet or Planet Piss, I apologize. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the two I mean, of them really go together like uh, think, peas and carrots. Yeah. Um <laughs> It's true. Uh I don't know that those two things go together. Just, peas and carrots do. They often are found in pot pies. Totally true. I just I I put them Very together stews. because they they tend to be part of uh, vocal warm ups, <laughs> peas and carrots. <laughs> I just the only one I know is Bobby Cuber. <laughs> Eat your beans and barley too. There's that one. Ooh, I don't know that, that one's one. a terrible one. That's awful. They're all awful. Every yeah. one of them. Every fucking vocal exercise is humiliating. It's literally just meant to make you look like a fucking asshole. Uh. Do you ever see the Pixies documentary where <laughs> Frank Black? sitting in front of the mirror and he's just going it's like oh jesus man i never have why did you let somebody record you doing that i was telling Allie just yesterday uh when i was in grammar school i didn't i wasn't in chorus i didn't want to sing chorus and so i never did and we had like a small group of us that never sang in chorus and then our eighth grade year my eighth grade year they made us do chorus because they were like there's too many people that are are too few people it's not like something i don't know they made us do it basically because we were just fucking off (laughs) and we had to sing this thing that was called the music fact rap and oh, I won't sing any of boy. it, but it's bad. And I'll tell you, I can tell tell you where Ludwig Beethoven was born to this day. I know he was born in Bonn, had the crazy middle name of Vaughn. And uh, <laughs> I also I know that I want to um, hear this so bad. <laughs> oh, the music fact it rap. It's, so it's fun to sing. The beat is rock and the lyrics swing. Holy you could snap your fingers, clap your hands, dance to the rhythm of a hundred bands. God, I want to <laughs> I'm so sure you can find it. Uh, oh J.S. Bach from Eisenach. J.S. Bach from Eisenach. I don't remember that, and I went to music school. I only remember it because of that <laughs> shitty fucking song that I had to sing. Wow, that's crazy. And they wouldn't let me sing with my friends. It was awful. And I, that was what I had to sing. It's also great that it's like it's supposed to be singing, and they made you do rap. Yeah, I know, right? Notoriously, it wasn't even not like, actually singing. Just because something rhymes doesn't make it rap. <laughs> uh, I beg to differ. Okay, I don't know. I guess it. I guess it was. I guess you could call it rap, but it was. Singing. I mean, I think when you when you look at like the proto like early eighties rap, it does tend to just be Dr. Seuss. Well, sure, type, but it's like perfect perfect rhymes. But then poetry is rap. Oh man, here you are. You're just like you're like limericks uh, rap. I mean, this is exactly what they were trying to teach in Poetic Justice, man. Oh, man. I that never was saw Janet that movie. Jackson was trying to teach Tupac about poetry, <laughs> and she realized that it was just another form of rapping. Oh, my God. That's how she got through to those kids. That's cool. That's actually uh, the same plot as the book I read in your back issue bins called The Cross and the Switchblade. Oh, fuck except yeah, for it, is. it had Jesus in it a lot. <laughs> and drugs. Lots and all, more drugs. And Jesus was rapping the whole time. Jesus was rapping the whole time. Actually, no, he wasn't in it. They just talked about Jesus a lot. Actually, no, <laughs> he really, is, they talked about God. They didn't really talk about Jesus fly. in it. Yeah. Um, oh, the Cross and the Switchblade. Good old Al Hartley. Yeah, that based on a based on a best-selling yes novel, I believe. Yes, yeah. by a, a guy named David something. I only know because I just read it. David something. It's All David right, who works here? <laughs> <laughs> he wrote it thirty years before he was born. Um, yes. Through okay. The power of God. I got to tell you, 
I didn't read shit today. There weren't oh. very many comics, and I didn't read any I... of them. Okay, that's not true. I think I read two of them. I read more than two. Um, you know what I didn't read that should have been the only thing I read this week? A book called A Town Called Terror, the Steve Niles book. I did sort of read it. I did not. It was not my kind of comic book. It's it's interesting because Steve Niles is not a modern type horror writer. Mm. And I don't know that he's evolving to the to the current world of of this kind of stuff. But neither is Joe Lansdale, and Joe Lansdale is still a fucking genius. So yeah, um, I don't. I I'm I wish sure. I had read it, but I have a feeling that it is still beholden to old style horror comics. It, it stuff. definitely. I mean, I don't know that like plot wise, it, it reminded me of Thirty Days of Night, but like tonally, it did. It was very dark. It was very detailed art, but like very very. Well, he did write Bleak. 30 Days of Night. Well, no, that's why I said it. Uh, okay. And uh, um, I don't know. It, it, it's it's someone's book. It's just yeah, not yeah. what no, I No, I think I have a book. feeling. I wish I had read it, um, but I have a feeling that if you like what Niles does normally, I think you're probably going to like this. I, I think, think it's, it's just... It's, it's of a piece. It, yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, Avengers Epic Collection, trade paperback, The Avengers Defenders War. I even flipped through this. I, There's some Bob Brown art in this. This is this is a cool dude. era. This yeah. was a really fun era of of those things. Yeah, it's weird though because it's like that such a, one annual is like one of the best things ever. Yeah, and it's weird because it starts with this like kind of like I know it's Bronze Age, but like it's like Bob Brown who did Challenge to the Unknown forever, and I love, and then Sal Buscema and what era Challengers was that? Uh, that was pretty much almost the entire series. Uh, it was from when Kirby left at number nine until yep. number 63, which is when it gets like uh, into the, the like high silver age when it's like the one of them has a cousin who sings folk music like and <laughs> like it just gets like really weird. And, and the art oh, is by awesome. I think Jack Sparling, who did a lot of those ACG um uh, superhero books that you have. There's nothing uh, quite like DC reason. when it gets into the era when it's like a bunch of dudes who's in, who are in their 50s and 60s trying to write about hippie culture. Yeah. That is like... Oh, this I, is particularly God, I love it so much. It's so funny and it's so like it, they go out of their way to make up words. Yeah. There's like lots of like there's, made up hippie slang and like misused hippie slang and it's just... It's a delight. Uh, there's one issue of the post Bob Brown Challengers run where the I can't remember the name of it's Red Ryan's younger brother and he has an eye patch because his eye gets poked out <laughs> and uh, and he's singing and he sings Bray Lady Bray like oh. a donkey or something like that and it's like it's just so the dialogue is so bad but Whoa. the 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 stuff that Bob Brown drew and I think it's Bob Haney I think it's Bob Haney no it's Canag. It's either Kaniger or Haney, and I'm sorry, I can't remember it off the top of my head. This is just my brain is farting. But um, either way, they're crazy. It's like that's when like Multiman and oh yeah, like the League of Challenger Haters is my favorite superhero villain team. It's like literally their entire existence is like the all they do is try to kill the challengers of the unknown they don't do anything else <laughs> it's so great i i do love i do love a villain that's only purpose in the world is to destroy the the, the hero. specific yeah group and then you know like venom for example yeah. who's like it, entire existence is predicated on the existence of spider-man right. and then they make a solo movie without spider-man in it. yeah totally and for some reason it didn't work right i don't know what for the deal some is. reason and then the same thing happened with morbius no, everybody loves Morbius. That's not true. Really? I th I've thought people read were like, like scathing reviews of Morbius. I've seen people getting his uh, his catchphrase. Let's it's Morbin time on uh, <laughs> tattooed on their asses. Mighty Morbin Power Rangers. I've, I've seen uh, the the slogan, the T-shirts that say "Morb money, Morb problems," <laughs> and it's got him with like gold chains. Uh, I heard Mort is going to change his name to Morb. <laughs> I think so too. Uh, I I believe pondering the Morb has become a very popular <laughs> internet meme. Uh, gleaming uh, the cube too. Pondering the Morb. <laughs> pondering the Morb. Oh shit. Uh, we, we've yet to talk about more than two comics. We're doing uh, whatever. Great. Although I did talk about the Challenger haters. Uh, Batgirls 5 is out. I like Batgirls. I, I like that too. crazy art it's got. Yeah. Uh, Batman 89, number five. That's got good art, Super too. Super fucking cool. 
Um, that took forever. That was delayed like six times. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's sort of derailed a little bit in terms of momentum, but still looks good. It'll be yeah. great trade when it comes out. And also, I mean, I hate to say this, but cover alone, the hell here, uh, Batman returns cover is just, it's, yeah, it's just beautiful. That is that colorist deserves a fucking Academy award or whatever colorist get. <laughs> Uh, Batman Catwoman number 11 is out. Batman Urban Legends 14 is out. I like that one. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and this has more of the Ace Bat-Hound that you all love. <laughs> I love it. I think we all do. I love it. It also has uh, the new Birds of Prey, which is a very strange combination of characters. Oh, and it has Batman and the Question teaming up, like the Vic oh, Sage nice. question. But, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Whatever. Anyway, uh, Black Panther number five. Good. We got more of the uh, the new character. This is uh, whoever it is. The thing that I can't remember. Te te te. Whatever. Tejo. Owa. Tagu. <laughs> exactly. You got me, man. Siam. I, I cannot remember a goddamn thing because my brain is putting. Oh yeah. I gave up trying to remember words a long time ago. <laughs> what about Breakout number one? I read Breakout. It was. I didn't. It's not. It, I didn't take it home. It looked but like an. It looked like a nothing book to me. So. It's not an. I don't. I wouldn't say it's a nothing book. I would say it feels like a trade. It's a something coming book. out in single issues. Cool. But yeah. uh, it's basically. I mean, that is that is all that Dark Horse does these days yeah. is make graphic novels that they break into five parts. Yeah. Well, this one is a group of kids, and they mm-hmm. are. There are these things that are they call, refer to as cubes, and they are shaped as cubes, and they are alien they spacecraft. Them? They don't gleam them. Son Although they gleam. Huh? The cubes gleam. You know what? They they fly down from space, and they steal children. Eventually, they were going to develop self-gleaming cubes <laughs> and put all of the skaters out of business. It was only That's a matter right. of time. Um, yeah. So they, 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 they come, and they take the children, and then uh, the children start to kind of want to not get taken by the cubes, so they start to come up with a plan. Cool. Yeah, it was I, right. Man, alien abduction stories can be really creepy. So mm-hmm. I'm you don't actually see the aliens, though. Just the cubes. Just the cubes. Just the man. cubes. They look kind of like little Borgs, Borg ships. Adorable little Borgs. <laughs> little mini Borgs. Uh, we've got a manga Borgs. called Call of the Night graphic novel, volume seven. We have an omnibus of Captain Britain, which is so many comics. That is a lot. That is a big book. It's huge, it's and it hard. it goes. What's cool about this is that captain britain didn't have a lot of ongoing stuff Uh -uh. and so this is like when you look at the list of things it is just issue 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 Mm -hmm. issue issue and it's just a hundred random issues just jammed together in this it's pretty cool so is it any of the british stuff or is it just the american stuff oh boy i mean it starts with the first uh it's I'm going to go take a look at this. So, I can reach it. It is Captain Britain 1 through 39. Ah, that is British stuff. That is the British stuff. And then it has the first American version, which is the Super Spider-Man and Captain Britain. Marvel team-up. Right, from number 1977. Then it has the Hulk issues, which is uh, 231 through uh, 247. Uh Oh, sorry. That's the uh, sorry. That's the other one. Hulk Weekly. That that yep. sounds British. <laughs> yep, the Hulk Weekly definitely sounds British. Marvel superheroes, Daredevils, Mighty World of Marvel, Captain Britain, Marvel Tales, Marvel Team Up, New Mutants Annual, X Men Annual. Damn, so many crazy things. Yeah, that is like that's this is the purpose of an annual. It's like to have a bunch of this kind of crazy shit. That is very hard to seek out on its own. Like that it's perfect because you will not find this otherwise. It yep. will take you a lot of work to get all of this shit. Hmm. Um, and we have Captain Carter, number two. Yes. Still pretty good. Whatever. Uh, Captain Marvel, volume seven, last of the Marvels. No more Marvels. Not anymore. Ever again. Uh, apparently critical role is now now polls so fucking high that they have their own D manual so there is now a D- a dungeons and dragons 5e 
Critical Role Call of the Netherdeep hardcover, which is straight up Dungeons and Dragons style, $50 actual D&D manual based on the YouTube series Critical Role. Wow. Holy crap. That's so nuts. Um, Dark Knight's Death Metal trade paperback is out. Electra 100 is out. I thought that was, was fun. Yeah. Cool little issue. Yeah. Um, especially because of the uh, the backup. Those <laughs> yeah, backups some, were worth it. If you're a fan of mini Marvels, the mini Marvels by Giorisso yep. are back in this. And then there was a Ty Templeton full, backup that was good. Three full pages of it, which I thought was impressive. The Giorisso's one page and then Ty Templeton who is back. And I feel like he was he had cancer and didn't draw what? anything for a long time. I didn't know that. Was it Ty Templeton? I think so. I oh, think maybe. it was. Anyway, he did two pages thing, so. and does a fantastic Bill Waters uh impersonation uh and it was it was fun and there were f- some actually really nice landed punchlines in there too yeah, yeah. which is always surprising in that Definitely. kind of thing and then the first story was like uh electra versus uh Dyna girl no uh versus um <laughs> all i could think of when you said that <laughs> yeah. too electra versus um typhoid because we're both old as shit yep uh eternals 11 Half the people listening to this do not know who Electro Woman and Dyna Girl are, which is probably for the best. Whose problem is that? Uh, I clearly believe, ours. Yes. Who? Who? Uh, Sid, Sid and me. Marty Croft. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Some sort of device. Yeah, there's like a device. Maybe it's a toy that's dying. Who knows? Know. Huh? It's sorry about the beeps. Maybe, maybe all of us are dying, and it's no. just. I mean, technically, that's true. We are all. So true. We're all allergic to oxygen. It's killing us a little bit at a time. (laughs) Something is killing the children. It's oxygen. Yep. Eternals, number 11. Yes. Uh, Giganto Fantastic Four Omnibus, volume two of the Jonathan Hickman era. Nice. Nice stuff. And the return of one of my favorite comics, Farmhand. Nice. Farmhand, number 16, is out. Hooray, that has been a long-ass time coming, and I am really happy to see it back. Very cool. Uh, Flashpoint Beyond Zero. I did not expect that I would think this is any good, and I'm not 100% sure that it is any good, but it was a lot more interesting than I thought, and I ended up being kind of into it. This is the Flashpoint universe is my jam i love i love that whole story there were only like a handful of those issues that i didn't enjoy from Eh. that whole goddamn thing like i liked pretty much everything i loved the aquaman tie-in yeah you know i liked the lowest lane tie-in and the uh what's the name of that little bug the little bug Uh, it was literally Lois Lane and that Superman gigantic insect that I can't... He was one of his villains. I don't know. I can't remember it. Oh, wait, no. It's not Mr. Mind, is it? No, 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 no. He's a little bug. No, he looks more like a like a locust. Like a locust. He's a Superman villain? I think so, yeah. I don't remember. And he has like a really fancy science name. He's like the Anthropophagus or something. Oh, wait. Is it? It's not Helgramite. It's the Helgramite. That's what ah, it was. Ah, wow. It had the Helgramite in it. I guess I didn't read that one. Um, but this one is cool. I thought, I like as uh, Eduardo Rizzo, but I he always is with Azarello, who I can't stand. Uh, and man, this one is Jeff John. So it's like, okay, I get, I get the artist I like and the story's all right. I don't hate Azarello, but... I, I definitely have had... I mean, I don't hate him personally, but I don't like his comic book It's writing. so weird. I've loved so much of what he's done. I've, I've thought so much of it was good, and then so many times I've been like, I don't know if this is really racist or not. Like, <laughs> There are moments in so many things that he's done... That Etrigan rap thing was Well, that was borderline. just stupid, <laughs> but that's fine. It was more the, like, the Killer Crocs, like, pimp persona in Broken City. Mm. And there was some stuff in 100 Bullets that I was also like, ooh. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was a while ago, but still, still I don't weird know. to me. He lost me at bat penis i hate to say it but it's like if you're 60 years old like the coolest thing that you can come up with is to just have batman's dick it's just like come on dude grow the fuck up (laughs) i 
love it. <laughs> I mean, sure. I know. It's I like I should every single it. character should <laughs> just yeah, just go just full, full porn. Full porn from now on. Yeah. I mean, we have we're we're this close to being complete idiocracy. Yeah. And in some places we've actually exceeded his imagination in how stupid our society has become. I do feed my plants with Gatorade. <laughs> it's pretty fucking close to that. We're pretty close. Um, anyway, uh, Funko has put Ooh. out a thing that I actually care about. It is the <laughs> the Satisfaction Devo Pop. Wait, I didn't see that. Well, it is. He's oh, got the little little orange I see helmet. It. <laughs> I see it now. I missed it. How did I miss that? Because I, I was distracted by the Eddie Van Halen Funko. Also, pretty cool. Also came out, uh, and also the uh, the Mojo Jojo, which is really good. Huge fan of that. Cool. Uh, Future State Gotham number twelve. I like Future State Gotham. It's fun. I'm not following it, but it has looked really cool. Yeah. I would like if if manga people are like I need a Batman comic like I, I know, would send man. them that way. It is like it's it's so good. Uh the art is just phenomenal and just like the conceptual parts of the art are just so clever. Yeah. Um and there is a trade for it out this week as well. So if you are interested yeah. in starting from the beginning, there it's it there for you. Uh we got yeah. Gotham Central Omnibus hardcover. That's a good series. It was one of my favorites. I read this religiously and thought it was pretty goddamn brilliant. I liked it for a long time, and then it, like, when it just stopped being interesting to me, it just on a dime, I was just like, I no longer want to read this, oh, and weird. it was way, way into it. I mean, I think it went like four. Oh, it issues went, or like it that. went like, pretty far. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was think good. it was even more than that, but yeah, it was. I, I think I followed it to the end, nice. which is pretty rare for me. Rook is a great character writer. It's just like, so good. You know, uh, like never really disappoints in terms of just like fleshing out characters and coming up with ways to yeah. play them off each other. And this is another perfect example of why uh, parent companies that own comic companies should shut the fuck up about profits <laughs> And never expect a comic to turn a goddamn profit. This guy, basically, with this series, explained to them how you can write a profitable TV show without having to spend money on special effects. He was like, here you go. Here's the mentions. Look, a corpse in a Robin costume. Are you... What? This is so fucking easy. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you do an investigation. It... It references all of the characters. It lives in that world, but it's not constant superhero stuff. Yeah. It's goddamn genius. And that's the kind of shit that you don't get if you're constantly like, well, uh, we need to release another origin of Batman story. Yeah. If you let them explore and do cool shit, eventually somebody's going to go, oh, hey, that would make a great movie or TV show or cartoon or whatever. Yeah. And then you make your money. Don't rely on these things to actually generate income it's just it's self-defeating it's yes. stupid we are in agreement there uh green lantern 12 that is a weird ass comic there's uh, <laughs> is it really yeah so like john stewart oh like, man his new costume is weird it is not great uh i will say <laughs> that he goes into he went the to the source. valiant universe for a for an outfit change. He goes to the source and it's Jack Kirby and it's like half of this comic is literally him just talking to Jack Kirby in space. Not kidding. Famous Green Lantern artist Jack Kirby. Well, creator of the source Jack Kirby and <laughs> sure. that's what he's like it's they're basically just like every time the source has appeared previously it's been like a flaming hand or like a stone wall with like things written in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time it's just a glowing cosmic Jack Kirby, <laughs> which is actually he even. I mean, that's like, pretty cool. I mean, I don't. It's weird. I like it in that. I I like it on some level, but it's it's kind of inside pool. Like if you were actually like if you were like, or inside baseball or whatever it is the phrase yeah. there. It, it's like if you know who Jack Kirby is, you're like, ah, oh, that's cool. It's Jack Kirby. But if you are just reading that comic, you're like, why is he talking to some old guy in space? <laughs> like it's just no one would know. There's nothing in it that says like, hey, in case you're wondering, like Jack Kirby created the source. Like not even like a text piece at the end yeah. or something to explain it. Um, but whatever. It was just it was weird. 
I, I it's weird and that's why I like it but like I don't I wouldn't say like I like it because it's a great comic um, fair maybe it is a great comic because I didn't really <laughs> really read it but I was just like huh that's notable <laughs> <laughs> to me oh that's notable raves Bob already. <laughs> huh. that's notable <laughs> huh <laughs> raves Bob <laughs> yeah uh, period <laughs> House of Slaughter trade also the, co- the 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 costume oh. you're referring to on the cover is is oh wait no I guess it is the costume he gets at the end it is really weird he I don't looks know. like a straight up asshole <laughs> who designed it I don't know it's weird anyway know, somebody who wanted him to look like a straight up asshole I think he looks kind of yeah I don't know I don't know what they're going for with that look anyway sorry uh, House of Slaughter trade paperback volume one discover now V cool. Uh, I am Batman number eight. Mm, sure. eh, continues to not be very good. It continues to be average. Yeah, I would say. Uh, we have the Image 30th Anniversary Anthology number one of twelve. Oh boy, they're mm. overcommitting to this one because <laughs> if current sales are saying anything, I'm going to be ordering not very many by the time it gets to number two. Um, I think it's going to depend on what's in the issue for me. You know, this one was not like there, there was, was no holy shit in there, although there is like good stuff in it. It's just like the whole thing isn't good. What what frustrates me is that what what image without Robert Kirkman doesn't understand is that you can't just have Oscar bait the whole thing. you got to have something big and stupid. And all of these seem to be like kind of like artsy personal stories. Mm. You know, some of them were, you know, a little violent or a little whatever, but none of them were fucking Rick Grimes in space. You know what I mean? You need a hook. Yeah, you it wasn't need something really fun. Big and dumb enough that it's going to smack somebody in the face and they're going to go, well, I got to get this. It's like got Ultra this- Mega. Exactly. I mean, honestly, everything in Skybound X was like. I don't think there was a single story in those Skybound X's that I didn't like. Mm. And one of them was a young adult Walking Dead story that I was like, eh, <laughs> whatever, Clementine or whatever it was called. That was pretty fun. Yeah. It was well written and enjoyable. Uh, yeah, there was a, there was plenty to dig into in those Skybound uh, issues. I mean, some of them were just, you know what, man, what this really is, is a recommendation to go back and buy Skybound X. I think we have issues still up on the website because, God damn it, they were so good. Yeah. And some of them were like, remember, did you read the one that had the uh, uh, the Manifest Destiny story in it that was just like a 1930s cartoon? I don't think I did read that story, Holy but I crap, probably cool. have. I don't know that I bought all of them. Uh, I bought all the ones that had comics that I already collected, which was yeah. like, but I might not have. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll seek it out. Super, super cool. Enjoyable. Um, we also have uh, an Iron Maiden Eddie figure. It is the Aces High one. So it's him in the fighter pilot outfit. Pretty nice. cool. It's one of those NECA like old amigo style fancy pantsy got actual clothes on it looks awesome actual clothes actual clothes instead of completely naked like you can put them on a barbie figure. you can take them off you can have <laughs> naked eddie and yes iron maiden barbie <laughs> be so good uh let's see joe hill's reign number four is out mm. uh we've got a little golden book of kamala khan miss marvel mm. is she a kamala or a kamala i think she's a kamala I think she's a Kamala, Kamala yes. Yeah. I believe so. Yes. Uh, King Spawn, number nine, is out. Um, Mad Magazine, number 25, is out. Sick. Uh, one of my favorite of the uh, of the boom books of the last couple of years, Mamo, is out in trade paperback. That was cool. That had that Miyazaki kind of feel to it. That's the Miyazaki witchcraft, like, yeah, mm. it really had like a Howl's Floating Castle vibe to it that I was just like really enamored with. And like, yeah. it's shocking that someone could, could capture something like that. And uh, if, if you're yeah. someone listening to it and you want to just try it out you're not sure about taking a plunge of the whole graphic novel i noticed that you still have uh i think all the issues in the back oh really wow yeah. that's crazy so i mean yep. at least most of them good news you can check it out get a sample oh and here's one that i also didn't read that i thought i probably should have midnight rose 
You did not miss oh, a fucking, fucking thing. Thought so that Sorry, makes me dude. so sad. I don't know. I flipped through it and I was like, "This is like not only like I mean, he's whereas really I, old. I yeah." I mean, Jim. St- sorry, it's a Jim Starlin comic. Okay, so he had a comic called Scorpio Rose. What the hell is something Rose? And I feel like this might be like somehow connected to that, but he just like didn't get a good artist or something. Sorry oh. to whoever drew this. It's just not really good. Is it him? No, <laughs> it is not. Dave Sharp. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry if I insulted somebody who's good. I didn't like the art in this at all. Interesting. I yeah, try to weird. not say stuff like that because I'm just like, oh, someone might listen to it. And be yeah, like, but oh, it's fuck not- you, man. I tried really hard. <laughs> and then they're like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's there's no such thing as bad art, man. Uh, I mean, but it's I make just- bad art. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You make art, and that's all there is. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> it's true. I fucking I honest to God believe that. So yeah, that's cool. Okay. Uh, Mighty Mighty Morphin number eighteen is out. Uh, a piece of very bad art. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miles Morales number thirty seven. Oh, I forgot to, to read it because I read awesome. the other Miles Morales comic. He's lost in the Spider Verse. The Spider Verse. Um, I like the last issue. We have a big old omnibus edition of the Sinkevitz era Moon Knight. Wow. The Fist of Khonshu? Uh, it is prior to the Fist prior of Khonshu, to. I believe. Oh. I guess he didn't... Did he not draw that? Did he just do the covers? I think he just did the covers. Uh, uh, I never read Moon Knight, so I don't know. Let's see. Uh, no, he did He did some interiors for a lot of those. Huh. I can't remember. Oh, this one has really cool shit in it. Huh. Oh, wow. So... It has the stuff that you're expecting. It has the 1980 Moon Knight 1 through 20 uh, and Marvel Team Up and some of this stuff. But it has Hulk Magazine 11 through 15, 7 through 18, and number 20, which is im-fucking-possible to find. Wow. So that's really cool. We never get that stuff in. That's (laughs) super cool. I Wow. That's almost a selling point for me. Hmm. Weird. Wow, would I buy a fucking Moon Knight Omnibus? I think I might. I mean, technically, you already did. <laughs> Good point. Uh, yep, that, that's being a sole proprietor for you. It all <laughs> technically is my bank account. Terrifying. <laughs> uh, Naomi, season two, number two of six. I like it. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's, it's Bendis, but yeah. I like it. It's also, it's Bendis and David Walker, so it's got... Uh, a voice that's a little more focused than Bendis, or maybe even differently focused than hmm. Bendis typically is. Okay, focused in a different way. Story-wise, it's a little slow, but I like it, and the art's good. Okay, cool. Uh, we've got New Gods Book Two: Advent of Darkness. I don't. Some of these things, I'm just like, I don't understand why there's a collection of it. Like, what? is there really a, like a market for this? And I, I guess there is. I think. They put I mean. It out. I mean, there's so many things like this that get canceled before it gets released because no one wants it. So someone wants right, it. Right, exactly. No, I think New God stuff just in general. I liked this run. I enjoyed the, reading this. Ooh, I did not. This oh, is not anything it. that I, mean, like, I would ever like seek out. And if I did seek it out, I'd seek out the original issues, which are probably still cheap. They're still pretty cheap. Well, yeah. shockingly, they are not as cheap as you'd think they are. Weird. Because the reason I know the reason I oh, know that I don't hate New God's this movie is because I literally processed a collection that had these issues in it, and I found myself reading them, and I was like, "Oh, this is actually kind of interesting." Huh? Maybe they're better. Yeah, I don't know. I just anything that. And I'm I mean, sorry, this think, is another one, but it's like anything that Rich Buckler drew, I'm not terribly <laughs> interested in. I'm sorry. I, You see, it didn't bother me because I knew that I was up against something that was being compared to Kirby. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to reset my entire, you know. Yeah, it's like nothing nothing against it. It's just like his, his like we were talking about. Uh, to me, Roy, looks fine. Yeah, we were talking about Roy Thomas and Oof. it was like just kind of like flat soda. That's how I feel about Rich Buckler. It's just kind of like it does the job. Well, yeah, I mean, he is definitely one of those guys. He's like he's like the 80s equivalent of one of those like studio guys that just is really good at drawing the characters, making them look like and on he's, model. Yeah, he's fast. And, and he's, he's fast. Got, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't begrudge anybody that stuff, especially when it comes to something that's sort of a a story like this that isn't necessarily much more than just part of the soap opera of the characters 
Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't expect him to tread new new ground in the new gods universe, but I I thought it was pretty cool. Cool. I mean, again, I read it out of order and like random issues, but yeah. I still was like, hmm, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well. Um, Nina ha- Nina Ha's Nightmare Blog, number six. Cool. Is out. They keep doing these amazing uh, Saturday evening post covers, and there's another one of them, and it's so fucking good. Nice. They're all, (laughs) the covers for this have been so phenomenal. Um, Noctera number nine is out. Did you skip Minions? You know what? It's not on the (laughs) website because apparently Chad doesn't consider Minions to be a comic. So The Minions uh, comic has good art. I'm sorry. There's a Minion comic and it has good art. Um, I just got to say it. Yeah, we do have a Minion comic out for kids uh, or for anybody, and it does have great art. Um, Really fascinating. It's like uh, all the Minion stuff is very popular in France. Yeah. Uh, And so all of these comics are just translated French comics. Yeah. It's uh, very European feeling. Which is the same thing as the Rabbids. There's the the Mm. Raven Rabbids games. Yep. All of the content for that stuff, their cartoons and all this other stuff, it's all made in France because they are very popular there for some reason. Huh. And the French stuff comes around and it's very French. Yeah. Because it's all super slapstick. Yeah, it's got a very like Asterix kind yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, just kind of like <laughs> European weekly comic kind of thing. Absolutely. Like, anyway, whatever. Very, it's very clowning. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're already talking too long about minions. I'm sorry. I brought it's us true. back there. Uh, Norse mythology, three, number three. That's two yeah. threes out of six. Also, I interrupted you when you were talking about Noctera. Noctera continues to be nocturnal. Yes. Uh, I was just talking to somebody about this where it kind of stopped being my jam and then started being my jam again. Basically, what happened here is that it started getting... We started heading into the Walking Dead area where it's like the people are the real problem. And then it was like, we're the Walking Dead. What the fuck? <laughs> and then it's like it put on the brakes for that. And it was like, just kidding. Supernatural shit. We're back to the supernatural shit. And I'm like, oh, back on board again. So I like the series. Right on. Um, Persona 5 Mementos Missions Volume 2 is out. We have a Mego Planet of the Apes Soldier Ape <laughs> for That's anyone good. who wants that. Uh, we have the Black Lantern Wonder Woman pop vinyl. We have an Eddie Van Halen pop vinyl. And we have a Mandalorian pop vinyl, which is the Dark Trooper carrying off a little adorable Grogu in his clutches. Yes, it's tiny. It's, it's very tiny. And it's very expensive because it's one of those stupid exclusives. Uh, Radio Spaceman. I like Radio Spaceman, number two of two. This was a very popular series. I had people asking us for oh, cool. this after it sold out for weeks. Yeah, I love this. Honestly, if Mignola returned to Radio Spaceman, I'd be all down with it. I wow. like the art. Uh, and uh, who's the artist? The artist is some Greg Hinkle. Person. Greg Great Hinkle. Name. But it's, uh, yeah, the Radio Spaceman, and there's, uh, there's like, basically, like, they fight a Marvel... Jesus, what? they fight some kind uh, they of fight Marvel's muscleless Jesus? Mike motorcycle. Um, they presenting Marvel's Jesus. <laughs> no, they fight a like a Marvel monster kind of thing named Gargoom. Oh, I love I it's love cool. a good Kirby name for a monster. Radio Space Man has like a sort of uh, screw on head kind of vibe to it. Oh I like man, it. it was good. And there's nothing better than that. V V good. I liked uh, it. There is a new Reckless hardcover out this week called The Ghost in You. So if you are a Brubaker Phillips fan, yeah. now is I'm a I'm so time. lost with... They they put these out so fast. So fast. The Reckless series has been coming out wicked fast. Yeah. But I mean, they're like... They're 60-page hardcovers or something like that. Yeah. They're not that big, right? And do they ever make them in softcover? they just always hardcovers? So far, they've only been hardcovers. I don't think they've done it yet, but... Hmm. Yeah, I just—it's uh, a I gotta, cool format for them. Honestly, like, yeah, no, it is. It's I'm cool. Not, I'm I not love opposed. that they're. I love that they're making that making that money. Yeah, I, I like uh, honestly because of the way that these things are made. I like that they're fetishizing them a bit. I honestly wish there was a way that they could have made them in newsprint 
in digest form to make them like a like an actual oh, pulp yeah. novel. That would be cool. Would be kind of amazing. But I'm, I miss newsprint. <laughs> I really do. I just I think comics are they 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 genuine. I genuinely believe that comics lose something when they are not printed on newsprint. I agree. Uh, I don't I know. Th- I think there's. I think there's, there's something, something to be said for that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I as as somebody who has a weird astigmatism. Uh, glossy paper isn't Uh, great for my eyes yeah i don't it it, it makes it harder for me to read it's also harder to turn the pages like literally to just physically turn the pages like how many times are you like kind of rubbing the pages together to get them to like like it's like that bag that you put the (laughs) carrots in at the grocery store um so true we've got a uh, another mega we got the return of ultraman ultraman jack i don't remember because i haven't watched the Ultraman series all it the way through. It's just like regular Ultraman to me. Oh, God. He has a different fin on his head. God. God. God damn it. <laughs> Is it that different? It's so different. It's not that different. I mean, it's... I would say it's more different than uh, any Spider-Man is from any other Spider-Man. Uh, okay. But... Yeah, it is very similar. I mean, they're red and silver. And they yeah, big, he looks like an Ultraman, eyes. and then I saw it was an Ultraman Jack, and I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, I I know there's there's something in this story that I vaguely remember, because I have just watched some of these recently, and it's like, it's a, I swear it's like a father-son relationship between regular Ultraman and Ultraman Jack, uh, but I don't remember what the deal is. And Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack also had sex with an Ultraman, and <laughs> that's what it is. They gave birth to Ultraman Jack, and then there was a there was another twin, the Danny DeVito version, <laughs> which was the werewolf version. Ah. Very sad. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine a kaiju Danny DeVito? <laughs> I can't imagine anything else now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rush number five. Rush. Rush. Adaptation of the harrowing film rush oh um, <laughs> with peewee herman as a coke dealer <laughs> yes uh we've got uh the big book of the week is sandman universe nightmare country number one man i loved it nice i did not read it because i did not read sandman so i don't <laughs> have any idea what it's about yeah it's also that guy has teeth for eyes and it's he gross. sure does uh yeah that is the corinthian uh, and uh he is the he is the nightmare assassin that uh, that Dream sends out to take care of problems. Ah, and uh, there is a, sleep. there is a nightmare that exists out in the real world that was not created by Dream, and so the Corinthian is out investigating, and there and we keep being uh, we keep getting little glimpses of this weird jabba the huttian monstrosity <laughs> that's sort of like lurking in the shadows and we're also introduced to two new assassins Ooh. uh and they have I, teeth for ears <laughs> no they are they're very uh they're super clive barkery oh cool like they're they're like basically cenobites uh, they're, I can't remember their names, but they're essentially pleasure and pain is their thing. And they're based on those uh, very insulting. So James Tinian has reclaimed the super anti-gay uh, assassins from that one James Bond movie. Oh, God. There's, I'm, I'm not really the biggest James Bond I'm, I'm not the biggest fan. James Bond fan. There was this one thing that they did that was this really gross... Like super homophobic uh, pair of gay assassins, that huh. it was used as basically a punchline. The fact that they were gay, and but they were referred to each other. They were very interesting characters. Is the problem, and so Tinian kind of has repurposed this in a way. And they're very their their relationship between the two of them. Yes, well, yes, Mister, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this it's this weird stilted dialogue that is very clearly based on those two assassins cool um and i really i dug it i thought this was a great comic and uh, a really a really interesting way to expand the sandman stuff in a way that isn't just massive sandman tends to be really big and this was a nice way to kind of focus it down into like a mystery Hmm. You know, and it and that works very nicely. So, enough with that. But I got to tell you, 
It's real good. Nice. Uh, Sleepy Princess in Demon Castle, graphic novel, volume 17. Whoa, she's so sleepy. So sleepy still. Uh, Spider Girl, the complete collection, volume 4. Speaking of series that I really enjoyed, hmm. I liked Spider Girl. I thought that was really fun. Did Ron Friends draw that the whole time? The whole did. time? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe yes. Maybe no. I maybe. think he did. A little yes, a little no. I think he did. It is possible. I think it's DeFalco Friends... Bissima, Bissima? I don't Bissima, know. Bissima, Bissima? I don't know. Could I just, be. Sorry, I said Bissima twice. <laughs> oh. I didn't mean to. Uh, and we have another another really big one this week is uh, finally Squeak the Mouse is out in hardcover. Oh, someone was talking about that on, yeah. on the internet. Yes. That I followed. One of our friends yeah. was very excited about this. Uh, and yeah, it's, I mean, it's... It, what's interesting about it, it is very pornographic. It's very oh. violent. It's very, like, it's just, it's, it is as much everything as it could possibly be. It's filthy. It, I mean, it is 100% filthy. It is, you can see why the publisher basically almost went under because decency lawsuits and all sorts <laughs> of things. Like, it oh. was very, like, like, really pushing the envelope for just... It's between the sex and the gore and the insanity. Cool. And also, it's where we get Itchy and Scratchy. Oh. Uh, this is this is the this is the origin story for Itchy and Scratchy. Essentially, like, uh, is it that that old? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I believe I believe that's the deal. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but there's. I was reading something when when I was looking for it that had literally said. This was his inspiration for it, but it was on the internet, so who the fuck knows? Yeah, it's got to um, be true. It's got to be true. Um, actually, now I want to know when it came out. I know. I can Google it. Early eighties. Oh, yeah. Squeak that. Squeak the mouse. Yeah. Interesting. Notorious underground comic. Um, mm. And no. if you if you like your your comics filthy and crazy, this is this is the one. But <laughs> definitely not for kids. Uh, Star Wars number 22. It's also filthy and not for kids. <laughs> also filthy and not for kids. Uh, yes. Yep. Uh, if you ever wanted to know how Wookiees have sex, <laughs> it's in graphic Let's detail. Let's just say there's a reason there's hair covering in that. Yes. It's, <laughs> it is horrendous. It's like a Cthulhu down there. Um, <laughs> Star oh, Wars gross. Darth Vader number 22. <laughs> Uh, is out. Star Wars The High Republic Trail of Shadows trade paperback is out. Suicide Squad Blaze number two. Which is basically just like the the Suicide Squad that is actually like the film. Yeah. As opposed to the monthly Suicide Squad comic, which has nothing to do with the film. Correct. Uh, super Pets. DC Little Golden Book. Come on. It's, cute. it's adorable. It's got all its super pets. Yeah. Uh, Superman Son of Kal-El number 10. That's good continues to be the only Superman series I've liked forever. Uh, Sword of Hyperborea. This was cool. Four. Oh, four. I liked Sword of Hyperborea. It was kind of interesting way for them to do like a post Hellboy and story that like kind of goes back in the past and into the few, into the the new world created at the end of Hellboy kind of thing. Nice. That's good. This one was like a weird like um Robert Johnson riff kind of thing. That oh, was weird. Pretty interesting. Okay. That's yeah. very strange. Yeah, the cover is like, if you look at the cover, there's two, and they're oh, both yeah. like Robert Johnson covers. Oh, yeah. That's... One is the guitar case with the sword in it, and the other one is like him. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's got the guitar and the sword. Yeah. Huh. Okay, that's real strange. Yeah. Um, I guess I should probably pay attention to this. It's <coughs> really good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Time Before Time, Trade Paperback Volume 2, is out. Nice. Tin Man graphic novel is out. That is a YA book that has had a lot of, uh, has been very lauded in the last year or so. So pretty interested to see what that's all about. Cool. Uh, it is the Tin Man from Oz. I don't know exactly what the context is, though. Interesting. Sorry, y'all. Um, something else that came in toy-wise. Oh, my God. These Super 7 monster figures. Oh, yeah, those are cool. Holy crap. I love that creature from the Black Lagoon packaging. Yep. Amazing. So, cool. so they've done, we have, we're getting 
you know how Diamond is. We're getting a little bit in at a time. But uh, we got Frankenstein and the Mummy in this week, and they're all done up in fluorescent colors. Essentially, they're done in the colors that were used for the day glow costumes of the of the 60s when they put them out so that it was like oh. cars would reflect the light so that they weren't like dull colors oh. so like collegeville or ben cooper or whoever it was that made them did them in these crazy fluorescents that's cool and they look awesome like they, they, they look super cool the packaging and everything is just really cool and uh also they did a super monster from based on the old Mego super monsters. It's just a three and three quarter GI Joe scale figure, but it's a creature from the black lagoon with the old Mego style packaging on it. And it's again, beautiful. It is. That's it would one be, of the best looking super seven I've seen. Aside from the fact that it would be a shame to pull it off the package. The figure itself is also phenomenal. It looked yeah. like this is super toy nerd stuff, but like it looks very much like the Remco mini monsters, which are like one of the only toys that I collect, huh. uh, which is all universal monsters done in Kenner scale. Like the, the, they look like star Wars figures of the universal monsters. And this one would look perfect right along next to them, except yeah, it's painted cool. better than any of them ever were. The paint is great, and the pa- the card is really great yep. too. I love that pink and yellow. Um, it's very very cool. Like I'm, I might grab that. The creature, the black lagoon creature, is like oh, as I've said many so times, good. my favorite Universal monster. Um, we also have uh, Vanity number one from uh, Black Caravan, and that has. A Joe Schmalky cover, which is really great. Cover. Yeah, it's a very Joe nice did a cover. Fucking great job on that cover. He did. Um, I I did not read it, but I, could I did. T- <laughs> I can tell you one thing. One customer did come in, flip through it, say, "That's oh, filth," and put it back on the <laughs> shelf. So probably pretty good. It's. I mean, I don't know that. That's interesting. That that would be the comic that would make someone react that way. Given. I mean, there's literally like three other comics on the shelf that are legitimately pornographic this week yeah, so yeah. i don't this know this is just like it's like elizabeth bathory yeah. it's like kind of like yeah, it's that not really it's yeah it's, it's like, just there's like a couple boobs well there's like a baby's being k- killed and stuff well Bring i mean oh, maybe, oh that's what they meant by filth do you think maybe there's babies in it oh maybe it's the maybe it's the murder then Maybe. I mean, I don't know that it was that graphic, though. I don't. It surprises me that someone picked that up and thought it was Phil. Like it's, it's, it's. I just, I just find that amusing. I, yeah. To me, that it's is like strange. Like if someone does that, that instantly makes me want to read it. Like yeah. I was like, oh, it, you know, looks like a gothic romance. I'm, you know, not really my thing, so I'm not gonna yeah. pass on it. And Maybe I missed. Somebody something. said filth, and I went, hmm, Ooh, interesting. interesting. <laughs> probably, probably should check out that filth. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I don't uh, I I don't I might have missed something that was particularly filthy about it, but it, <laughs> it did not strike me as being more filthy than many of the things that are. Well, that's a damn shame. Uh, anyway, anyway. we got Venom number seven out this week. Yep, we've got uh, this just the biggest fucking omnibus for War of the Realms. This thing is <laughs> this thing is spine crushingly huge. I do not know. I mean, they crammed every single War of the Realms issue into a an omnibus, and that was a big crossover. Yeah. And uh, and weirdly, I've had people ask me about this omnibus. I've had a couple of people ask about it. This is the second time it's been in print, so clearly there was enough of a request for this that they put it back into print. Wow. I, I mean, honestly, I did like War of the Realms. I seem to remember, I mean, the Punisher thing was like one of my favorite Punisher stories yeah, of all time. Yeah, that was cool. I loved that, Spider-Man's hat, but they didn't have him wear it enough in the series. I agree. Spider-Man's hat was the big the, the big him missed opportunity. Hat. Him wearing should the be Viking helmet. Of that. I, yeah. I, I figured that was the only reason they did it, <laughs> so that they could release a Spider-Man with a Viking helmet. Um, either way. Yep. Uh, we got a what if Miles Morales was Wolverine. It's actually pretty good. The answer? He snicks. He does many he fights a he fights a saber tooth. True. Yeah. Um oh, he has an extra blade. So it turns out if he was Wolverine, 
he'd get one extra knife. Ooh. Extra. Wolverine's got three knives, right? Yes. Uh, if those, I think they're claws. Uh, no, they're, one's knives, one's forks, and then the ones <laughs> on his feet are spoon and spork. Ah. I believe. Well, no, I, I believe he has three per hand. <laughs> okay. Uh... Because there's always that thing he does <laughs> where he, he punches someone with the two on the outside and he keeps the one yeah, in the middle in right. and then he's about to, he's like, oh, I might pop that other one. Right, because his hand is big enough that <laughs> the claws go around a person's head. Yes. <laughs> That's how that works. Thinking about how big his hand would have to be for that, that to work. Or the claws would have to go out at an angle. That's also possible. Or the person's head could be really small. Although somebody did Perhaps come in it was today a child. who had hands that were big enough that that would have worked. I gave them their change back and I realized that my hand fit into the middle of their hand. And oh, I was wow. like, wow, I feel tiny. That's that's a first for me. That's he nice. is a mutant. He could have mutant hands. He might Exactly. Who knows? Maybe his hands are extra big because of the claws. Maybe they were mutated to be wider. That's true. Got to have space between those knuckles. I mean that that X gene can do anything. It's it really like, can. It's clearly thinking ahead. It's yeah. it's two steps ahead of everybody else. I mean, you can have a mutant power that is the ability to create entire universes, so it can genuinely oh, do point. that. Stupid Fantastic Four. Yeah. Uh, White dumb. Cat's revenge plotted Dragon King's. La- oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> you know, I just run out of steam once I realize that it's not a sentence. <laughs> okay. Because because they can't fit everything in here. It's actually not as bad as it sounds. The story is actually called The White Cat's Revenge as plotted from the Dragon King's Lap. So it is a grammatical sentence. Ah. It's just a lot of information about something we don't know anything about. Yes. Which tends to be the formula for manga titles. is just give you a fuck ton of information that has no context. Nothing tops toilet bound Hanukokun. <laughs> you are correct. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing beats it. <laughs> Nothing'll beat it ever. Nothing beats it. Uh Wolverine by Benjamin Percy, hardcover, volume one. People like that. Benjamin I'm, Percy you know Wolverine what? run. I'm one of those persons. I thought it was pretty good for that's, a Wolverine run. See, that's all I really wanted from it. I don't think it's breaking any new ground. I don't think it's brilliant. I just think it's I, don't I think want. that it had been too weird for too long and it had been too big and cosmic powered and all that stuff. And then it brought it back down to earth and it was just fucking super villain auctions and stuff, <laughs> which I, that's the kind yeah. of stuff I like. I am personally going to just limit what I say because uh, <laughs> it is, it is you're what not I allowed to talk about, <laughs> I can't speak about of X-Men, X-Men comics anymore. Uh, Wonder Woman 786. I thought it was good because Becky Cloonan drew a bunch of it, and I love her art, and I think it looks great. And this trial of the Amazons is is fine. You know, it's 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 good. It's good if you if you like a Wonder Woman comic, this is a good one. Cool. X Men number ten. Uh, did not read it, but uh, looks like it has Lady Deathstrike on the cover. So it does. It turns oh. out that she is poisoned by adamantium now or something. And so then they cut her open. She doesn't heal up. And they're like, oh, what do we do? Yeah, losing that healing factor with uh, with adamantium is bad news. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, always the, that was always the issue with that, was that you're always getting poisoned. Mm. Which is why when Wolverine lost his adamantium in the early 2000s, late 90s. He became super healthy. He became unbelievably healthy, so his healing factor was in massive overdrive. Hmm. He went feral from the pain. The but pain. The pain. But then was just like, could heal from anything instantaneously. Ah. Yes. The art in this X-Men comic is very good. Uh, what about X-Men 92, The House of XCII? It started on a very high note, and I was like, ooh, I could like this. And then it did something that I didn't like in the slightest. And hmm. so it stayed on the shelf for me. But, you know, I like the art fine. I like that version. It's basically it's like an alternate universe of the X-Men where they're like they were in the 90s. So it's the House of it's House of M. It's no, it's kind of like the X-Men cartoon. Hmm. But it's like 
also involves all of this shit from the new X-Men 2. So like it's if you're into the X-Men comics now, you'll so probably why is be it into called it. House of 92. Because it's the X-Men from 92. It's like they look like the cartoon. Oh. But I mean they already eh, whatever. Cool. They already yeah. what? Uh they already did that. I mean there was already an X-Men 92 comic well this is an alternate universe of them where they oh, okay. are interacting with the current krakoa and all that stuff oh shit i really need to read this you do oh awesome. if you're following x-men yeah, yeah. i would recommend reading it oh no shit I okay. just like I thought it was gonna be like the real X Men are like what the fuck is going on and they come <laughs> in they start like kicking ass but instead it was like they just start doing the same shit doing they're all the same eating shit. sandwiches and like I don't know why someone has to eat something in every X Men comic I really really don't understand it it must be a rule it has to be a rule like that whoever's it was like you they have to eat an Oreo at least or something it's like everyone uh, they're eating it, everyone. <laughs> Have you read any of the? Uh, oh my God, what's the what's the fake Tolkien books? Uh, the fake Tolkien books? Oh my God, my brain is so fucking. Yeah, I'm really now. tired. I'll be the honest. George R. R. Martin books. Oh, the, Game, the of, Game Thrones. of Thrones books. Everybody's always like, it's like. By the way. Aside from the fact that they always explain boiled leather, they're like, oh, and he's wearing boiled leather and this and this and this. There's always like rashers of gravy and like there's all like every single person is always being it's explained what food they're eating and what it's like. And it's always really disgusting. Like, I think it's described in ways that maybe British people would be like, oh, that sounds great. An eel pie with a rasher of gravy. I can't wait. But like, it just sounds, everything about it just makes me want to barf. <laughs> Reading those books, I was like, oh. Yeah, this oh, isn't no so graphic. It's just like, they're just always eating meals. They're always having like, they're always, there's like a panel, just like a throwaway panel in the X-Men comic where they're just eating i'm just like why are they always eating it's like i mean i get and and this is the thing where it's like well people eat you know it's like well then why don't you have them shit people also why shit. aren't yeah why aren't they sitting on the toilet in okay. every issue hear, hear me out why aren't they because i want to see it i mean i'd and i think it should be an entire comic that's just dedicated to how each x-men excretes hmm See, especially I the energy-based ones. And the thing is, for me, basically, it's like when we were talking about Chewbacca's dick earlier. Like, I don't need to see Chewbacca's dick or Batman's gotta, dick. I don't. Like, I don't. Like, I read comic books to escape from reality. I don't need to see a shit. I don't need to see a Twinkie. I don't. I mean, unless it's in one of those funny ads. They're, they're oh. Like, like, oh no, it's the crime leather you know whatever like the, it's the it's the cream it's crime, the crime criminal <laughs> look out it's the crime criminal and only twinkies can stop him yes perfect yeah. uh, that golden sponge i, I love made me forget all about the thing i was so obsessed i named myself about it twice yes i, I almost forgot to wipe out this entire area of queens with my with my flame bombs yes. uh that golden sponge. <laughs> I just remember delicious icing. Every time I think of one of those ads, the one that sticks in my head is there was a Hulk <laughs> one where Hulk is like, "Oh, I'll distract them with this thing," and then, it, and then so somebody distracts him, like Rick Jones or somebody, like, "Oh, they're looking over there," and Hulk's like, "I'll take care of it," and he rolls them up in the pavement. Oh yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. Just like human beings, so they're clearly <laughs> fucking dead. dead. Their internal organs have just completely liquefied. Yeah, and it's like, mmm, I love that delicious fucking yeah. flaky crust on this fruit pie. My favorite one. Damn is, it, uh, Hulk! You killed seventeen people. There's a Green Lantern one where an ogre, like, is a Cyclops ogre, is like threatening these kids in a cave, and Green Lantern shows up and he's like, "Here, have some ding dongs," and the, the ogre is like, "Oh, those delicious ding dongs!" And Green Lantern just leaves. And it's like he's gonna finish the ding dongs and he's gonna eat the kids. They're still there, you fucking jerk! Like, what the fuck? He was so close. You yeah. almost did you, it. You, 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 you. All you had to do was literally just take the kids out of the cave. You just left them in there. Yeah, you with got a pile of ding dongs. You got half the half the thing accomplished, but not yeah. any further. Have I talked to you about my new uh, comic book obsession that I? 
I'm uh, of collecting. I'm collecting uh, comic books where people eat hot dogs. <laughs> so far, I found Hulk, Superman. Oh, Hulk uh, loves hot dogs. Oh man, he went to Paris and ate hot dogs in a in a, in a black and white magazine that I that I found. I mean. It's like it's like he fights the X Men. He's done some worse things in the black and white magazines. <laughs> he fights the X Men and the original X Men, and then he finds a food cart in Paris that sells American hot dogs. Hell yeah! Eats one, and then fights somebody else. It's pretty good. But then the one, uh, the Superman one, I found is by it's Clark Kent eating a hot dog, and it's drawn by Alex Toth. Wow! It's it's like. That's a tattoo. <laughs> it actually could be. Uh, I mean, that cover of Superman just shoveling hot dogs into his face at oh, super that's speed. A good one. Isn't it hamburgers, though? Ooh, maybe it is. I think it's hamburgers. Um, that is a good one, though. It's classic. It's been classic. Memed, memed many a time. Many a time. Anyhow, um, hey, we're done. Buy stuff at <laughs> CoastCityComics.com. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes and whatever. It's super. It's super helpful. Gets people to find out about the store. If they listen to this thing, maybe they'll buy comics from the store, and maybe that'll help us stay in business. That yeah. would be cool. Um, follow us at um, actually comics. Follow us at Coast City Comics. And um, what else can I ask you to do for me? Um, I don't know. <laughs> buy t-shirts. Buy t-shirts. Yeah, do all that stuff. Just go to the website. It's all there. Absolutely. Click every tab on the website and buy something from each tab. There's a lot of shit. I've spent so much of my life putting things on that website in the last, you know, since the world almost ended. Mm. And uh, I'd appreciate you taking a look around because uh, there's a lot of shit up there. When I was locked in my house, I enjoyed ordering from the website. Now I come into the store, but it's it's quick and easy to order from the website. Hooray. I think it is. Um, <laughs> it is. I mean, it genuinely is. As a customer, I can tell you it definitely is. Awesome. Uh, And we will see you next week with more comic books. Yeah. Hooray. Good night.